Good morning, all. Happy New Year to everyone out there watching this morning as we worship virtually here from Faith Presbyterian Church in Germantown, Tennessee. I am Pastor Greg Darden, and I welcome you to this virtual service uh, that will be today and then again next week as well. So this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He who forgives our sins, he who heals us from our diseases, he who redeems our life from the pit and crowns us with love and compassion, who satisfies our desires with good things and renews our strength like the eagles. How wonderful is that from the Psalms? Would you bow your heads for me as I pray? Eternal God, to you a thousand years goes by as quickly as an evening. You have led us in days past, guide us now and always that our hearts may turn to choose your will and our new resolves be strengthened through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray this day. Amen. Well, it's so good to see everyone this morning uh, as you come up online. Uh, it's a good crowd. I want to share with you some announcements and some concerns of our congregation. First, today is George Ann and Keith Patterson's 40th wedding anniversary. It's today. And uh, congratulations to them. She and I were talking about this last week, and we both agreed that this is what we talked about with our parents, and now we are experiencing such uh, anniversaries as this. So uh, many happy anniversaries and a great day to George Ann and Keith today, and uh, I hope that it is a wonderful time for them. Uh, in other announcements for our church this morning, uh, you may not have seen it, but if you are 75 years and older, you can now in Shelby County receive the COVID-19 vaccine, the Moderna vaccine. You need to contact the uh, Shelby County Health Department or go on their website to, to set up an appointment to go and receive the vaccine. You get one shot and then about 28 days later, you'll get a second shot. So, uh, I, not that I'm wishing I was 75, but uh, I am looking forward to getting the vaccine. So, that little uh, announcement for everyone out there this morning. Also, uh, beginning uh, this Monday, church office hours will resume from 9 to 3, Monday through Thursday, and uh, we will be open if you come to the church. Please wear your mask. As uh, you know, the numbers are starting to, to go up again here in Shelby County as we're going to see the effects from the Christmas holiday. Also, uh, a reminder that next Sunday, the 10th of January, it will also be a virtual service and we will determine after the 10th uh, whether we are able to return to in-person worship. So we'll let the congregation know all about that. 
with the new year. Wednesday night devotionals continue at 7 o'clock on Wednesday evening, and uh, those have been very popular, and uh, we're going to continue those into the coming year. Uh, so those are some of our announcements today, and uh, uh, again, uh, I hope that is of help to all of you out there. Now, I'd like to read our first scripture lesson to us this morning before I talk about our prayer concerns. And our first scripture reading comes from Paul's letter to the Romans in the 12th chapter, reading verses 9 through 13. This small little passage here. Paul writes to the Roman church, he says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need and practice hospitality. May God bless this word from the 12th chapter of Paul's letter to the Romans. A great chapter there. Now, this morning, of course, uh, our worship service is a little bit modified. Uh, there is, I'm not singing for you this morning. I heard that I was live last week on the, the video feed, and uh, I am not going to do that for you this week. Uh, so there, there will be no music today. There will be no singing. But uh, we will have our prayer, some more scripture reading, and then our message here in a little bit. This morning in our prayers, uh, several things uh, that I just want to encourage us all to be uh, praying about. First of all, it is for the new year. We have started 2021, three days in now. And, uh, you know... It's, how shall I say, it seems a lot like the end of 2020, but I think things are going to get better as this year goes along. So let's certainly keep that in mind. This coming week uh, in the United States, a new Congress is seated and uh, there's a big election down in the state of Georgia this week that will determine a lot of the direction of our country and the makeup of things. We need to be in prayer. As a Georgia boy, it's dear to my heart. Uh, and I know that my mom and dad, even though they're at home, they've already voted and others in the state, over three million have already voted in that election. So need to be praying for those. Uh, we have several members of our congregation who are ill with the COVID virus. And uh, I'm finding out more uh, each and every day of folks being infected with the virus. We need to continue to pray uh, that the virus uh, is not as uh, difficult for folks to get through and over and that uh, they can do the prescribed treatments and uh, get through this difficult time, certainly. Our hospitals are full, and we need to be in mind of that and praying for all of our medical personnel, the nurses and the doctors and the technicians and those who cook the food and clean the rooms and everyone. 
We need to be in prayer for those, as well as for those who are sick and ill. We need to do that. This week, tomorrow, my wife Terry and my daughter Erin, like a lot of teachers, will be going back to school tomorrow. Administrators, uh, people uh, all over the school systems will be heading back with students coming back in person in many different schools. So we certainly need to be in prayer for those as well. And we need to be in prayer for the church, uh, just not our church, but the church all across the world because these are, are difficult days for the church and we need to be in prayer about those things. Those are just some of the major highlights of our prayer concerns for today. And I know that each of us have our own concerns and needs, and I encourage you to be faithful and to be preaching, to be preaching, to be praying about those things. Now, if you will uh, join me, I'm going to pray for our concerns today, and I, I invite you also to pray. Uh, as you're watching uh, our worship service this day, let us pray. Oh, gracious God, you have brought us into a new year, and we give you thanks and praise. The old year was a hard year, O oh Lord, and we have hope and we uh, trust that you will lead us into this new year and that as the year progresses, this year will be better and better. We pray that this, Lord, and know that you are there leading us. We pray for our nation, for we are in the midst of the transition of government. Uh, we have a new Congress being seated this week. Later in this month, we'll have a new president. And we pray for all these things this day as our nation goes through this time of transition. We pray, Lord, for those in our congregation who are ill with the virus and all those in our communities and our neighbors and our co-workers and friends who have it, those we give thanks who have recovered. We pray for those families that have lost loved ones, and we ask, mighty God, that you continue to strengthen those who are treating those who are sick, especially those working in the hospitals, the nurses and the doctors, the technicians, all those who are vital to the functioning of a hospital and caring for those who are ill, both with the virus and those who are ill from other things. We pray this day. We pray, Lord, for teachers and administrators who are heading back to school tomorrow as they prepare to receive their students back, many in person, some virtual. We lift them all up to you and we pray for them, for the students, for the parents, and that you prepare them for the start of this new semester. We pray, mighty God, for your church across the world. And we ask, O oh Lord, that you be with it and that you guide it through this time of difficulty, this time of, in many places, persecution, this time of not being allowed to worship in many cases in person or in great numbers. We pray for your church and its powerful witness to the world. Now, Lord, we lift up these many prayers to you this day, and we add to them by saying together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. They pass down to us one generation to the next, and we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen and amen. Thank you all for joining me as we pray this morning. Uh, I would like to now go to our second scripture reading, which is found in the first letter of Paul to his disciple Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. And I invite you, if uh, you have your Bibles, to open to that passage and in, just leave it open afterwards. So Paul continues and he's writing to Timothy. I urge then, first of all, request prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone for kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all men, the testimony given in its proper time. And for this purpose, I was appointed a herald and an apostle. And I am telling the truth, I am not lying. And a teacher of the true faith to the Gentiles. Well, again, may God bless the reading and hearing of his word from here in 1 Timothy. Now this morning, I am going to begin a series of sermons. This is one of seven in the, in the series of sermons. This is the first one. This series of sermons goes under the general sermon title, Using the Strengths God Has Given Us. And it will be dealing over the course of these next seven weeks with various gifts, various strengths that God has given to his people, to Christians to use in their lives and especially in their practice of the Christian faith. And I think this will be a great thing for us to be hearing, especially during this time. And I'm a little bit excited about sharing some of these with you over the course of the next several weeks. So, uh, today, using the strengths God has given us, and the focus is praying, is praying. Now, <clears throat> you know, I praying is an interesting thing. Uh, we are always to be praying. Uh, in the scriptures, in the New Testament, Paul tells us to pray without ceasing. And, you know, that is, I used to think, how in the world do you pray without ceasing? And I came to learn that 
Prayer is always in my mind. It's always there. I'm always thinking about somebody. I'm always having to, to deal with things, and, and I'm praying. My spirit sometimes is praying. It's just something that happens. It's, it's automatic. Uh, and I know that not everybody is like that. I understand that. But one of the things that I wanted to do today, and I, I want to encourage you, I want to find out if in your own life you really believe that you have the gift, the strength of prayer. Now, all of us, again, pray. A lot of us pray, especially when we're having difficulty or we're facing some great issue or challenge, our prayers go up. But, but there's more to it than that. For there are some that God has gifted with the ability to pray and their prayers make tremendous differences. They're just what I would consider very strong in the faith, in, in the practice of praying. And that's an important thing. And that's an important thing. So I'm about to go through a series of questions or statements better a series of statements, and as I go over each one, and I'll read each one a couple of times, I want you to, in your own mind, answer it by answering a number to the statement. It can be one, which is very low, or it could be 10, which is very high. And most of us will fall somewhere in between there, somewhere on either side of the five, of course, but I want to share this with you and get us thinking about, is this one of our strengths? The first statement is this. I enjoy praying for the needs of others and do so regularly. I enjoy praying for the needs of others and do so regularly. Now, how would you grade yourself on that? One to 10. Do you like praying for others? Do you do it on a regular basis? Well, what is a regular basis? Well, that depends. For most people, I would say a regular basis in regard to prayer is probably daily. That would be a regular basis in regard to prayer. But for some people, it might be every other day. Uh, and some, you could still say it was weekly. But think about that. Answer that for yourself and just see. Now, the second one, the second statement is, is kind of more intimate in that regard, in regards to our praying. It says, I agonize over and identify with others as I pray for them. In other words, we have empathy for them. I agonize over and identify with others as I pray for them. Now, how would you answer that for yourself? Is that something that you would give a one or two to, or is that something a nine or 10 or somewhere in, the, in between? How would you answer that? statement. It's very important in that regard. It's important because sometimes, especially when we see others suffering or going through something that perhaps we ourselves have been through, we can agonize 
over it, we can identify with it, and so maybe our prayers are more focused for that particular event. Just one. Now, let's look at a third statement here. I am conscious of ministering to others as I pray for them, releasing God's power and grace in their lives. Now, this is a bold statement. I am conscious of ministering to others as I pray for them, releasing God's power and grace in their lives. This is perhaps a true indication of the prayer of intercession, that you are praying and asking God to act, to intervene, to be present in some tangible way in the lives of others. This is so important. Now, if you answered this up in the upper area of 8, 9, and 10, chances are you're showing strength in prayer. As a matter of fact, in these first three, if you were to add up your scores in that, and you came out somewhere in the area of 24 to 30, then I would think that you would be considered a person who has the strength of prayer, of praying, of interceding for others. It's important for us to hear. Now, I want to go on. I have three more statements that are very important as we look at this this morning. It is something that we all need to consider. Now, here is statement number four. I am trying to intercede regularly for those in ministry to advance the Lord's work. Now, that's a very pointed thing. Listen to it. I am trying to intercede, that is praying, regularly for those in ministry to advance the Lord's work. Now, this is an important thing. Do we do that on a regular basis? What is it talking about? Well, certainly, I know that many in this congregation and around the country pray for me and my ministry. They do that. It is important for us to do that. They pray for me and my ministry. And folks, your spiritual leaders need your prayers. They need them. We need them desperately. It is not easy leading a congregation, and you need to be praying for them, but not just for me. Who else ought we be praying for? Well, for in our own church, for the elders, for the deacons, for Sunday school teachers, for children and youth leaders, for all those who are involved in the ministry of the church, we should be in prayer. We should be in prayer for the ministers throughout the community. We should be in prayer for our missionaries. And it says regularly, not once in a great while. You know, like on mission day, everybody's praying for the missionaries. Well, yes, but they need to be prayed for, believe me, on a regular basis. 
Being on a mission field is a challenge every day. And prayer sustains and encourages and it provides a spiritual connection. So that is a very important question as to regard, do you have such a strength as that? Now, statement number five is rather long, but hang on, listen to me. At times, I am motivated to pray by an inner conviction that God does things in response to prayer that he wouldn't do otherwise. Now, I'm going to read it again. I want you to be clear about this. At times, I am motivated to pray by an inner conviction that God does things in response to prayer that he wouldn't do otherwise. Now, that inner conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. Paul says, when we don't even know what to pray, the Spirit intercedes for us. That conviction of praying for others comes from the Holy Spirit, wanting us to act in our lives, to offer to God prayer. Many times in the scriptures are people prayed for and the outcome is changed from what was expected to happen. We pray that the sick will get well. We pray that those who are imprisoned might be released, especially Christians who are in prison and being persecuted because of their faith. We pray that things will get better for folks who are going through desperate times, asking God. We pray for those who don't know God, that the Holy Spirit might wrestle in their soul to lead them to the saving faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. My question is, what number would you give yourself on such a statement as this? At times, I am motivated to pray by an inner conviction that God does things in response to prayer that he wouldn't do otherwise. Well, Jesus was always praying. I always notice in the Gospels, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we see Jesus praying a lot. Not so much of the disciples. We see Jesus, and we see Jesus interceding for his disciples and praying for them that, that the Father would just keep them because he knew things were going to get bad. Later in the book of Acts and in the letters, we see the disciples praying, the apostles now. They're praying regularly and praying for others, praying that God's work, because they have been convicted by the Holy Spirit inside that they need to do something. It's very important. Okay. So, the sixth statement. I am sensitive to the prayer needs of others 
and desire to give them prayer support. Again, I am sensitive to the prayer needs of others and desire to give them prayer support. Well, are you sensitive to the prayer needs of others? I think a lot of people would probably end up giving themselves in the lower half from one to 10 on this question. You know, we need to be sensitive. We hear about things. We get a lot of prayer requests, but do we really pray for others? Are we sensitive to the needs of others? And that's important. That's important. We need that. We need that strength in us. And some of us have it. Some of us have it and have it in large quantities. And we're always out practicing the faith by praying because we know the sense, we sense that others are in need of prayer. It's a very powerful thing. Very powerful. So, if you were to add up your score on these last three statements, uh, if you have a score of 28 to 30, well, then you need to tell me. Because if you have scores like this on both sides, you need to be at work praying. And let me know. You need to be a strength of this church. For those of us who may score in the middle somewhere, we have something to work on. Not all of us will have this one particular strength of praying, but many will. And I encourage you, if you don't, well then begin to learn and develop this particular form of strength, of gift to be used. Now, Paul, in this passage that we read from Romans, he tells the Romans this, to be faithful in prayer. The strength of prayer can never be understated. It is always important, and it's always vital. And we need to do that. We need to be faithful in our prayer. Whether you pray daily, twice daily, some people pray three times daily, some people are never ceasing from praying. And others are focusing, no, it's in my calendar, I'm gonna pray on this day for these things and that. And it is very important that we do that. But we are called to be faithful in prayer. Now, in the passage from 1 Timothy, Paul again, he instructs Timothy in that passage. He says that first of all, first of all, he says, that request, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone. Not just for those we like, not just for the family, not just for the church members, but for everyone. 
He goes on further, he's saying that God desires that all should be saved. But we need to be in prayer, that request, prayers, intercessions, thanksgiving, that we're to be about that. And those who have the strength of prayer, you do those things, continue to do those things. And for those who need to Build up your, how shall I say, your muscle tone for your prayer life. You can do these things. Prayer becomes an action as one prays. Prayer is an act of faith. It is an act of worship. It is an act of Christian obedience as we live out our lives daily as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. All these things are important. Many of you have this strength. Others of us, maybe not as much, but we are still called to be faithful in prayer and to practice it on a regular basis. When we do this, whether we are in worship, whether we are virtual, whether we are Wednesday night, whether in a Bible study, in a prayer group, by ourselves, we are affecting the church, its work, its mission, by praying for it. We are interceding on behalf of others before God when we pray for them. We never quite fully understand the power that we have when we go before the throne of grace and pour out our ardent prayers, as the old hymn says, before God on behalf of others. It is a powerful thing and one that we certainly do not utilize enough. Some of us are truly gifted in praying. Your congregation, the church of our Lord Jesus Christ, the world needs you to be praying, to use this God-given strength that you have been blessed with by our Lord. Do not neglect this strength. Use it. The rest of us can pray and should be doing so, as I have said regularly, but to those God has, is, and will gift with the power of prayer. Use it. Step forward. Be bold with it. This is a time, we live in a time where one of the most effective things that we can do in our current situation of being separated, of being denied really the practice of regular worship, of being with others, is prayer. Is prayer. Do not think that it makes no difference. 
Do not assume that God already knows, so why do I need to pray? Do not think that you will not be affecting the lives of others and the work of Jesus Christ. You will. And I pray and ask that God strengthen us all even those of us who are weak in our prayer, that God strengthens us all that we might have a power to make a difference in our church, our families, our community, our nation, our world. So my friends, that is the message this morning, using the strengths that God has given us in praying. We're going to be looking at these different strengths, different gifts these next several weeks. And I'm going to be calling us out, saying, what strength have you got that God has given you that you need to be using more powerfully? Well, I wish I had Lema over here playing or Rashad with the band playing and the choir singing. But we're singing in our hearts. And I thank God for that. This is a new year. We're ready. We're getting prepared. God's strengthening us for what lies ahead. Continue to be faithful. And now, my friends, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord's face shine upon you, both now and forevermore. Amen. I'll see you later. I'll be on again Wednesday night. Thank you. Everyone have a great day. God bless.